It's wrong. All you gotta do with feminism is follow the money and you'll see where we're going and where it came from and why it's being pushed the way it is. Women spend a ton of money. Who falls for the consumerist lifestyle and the materialistic lifestyle? Women are most affected by that stuff. Men are cool with being under a box. Men really only get the fast cars, the shiny watches, all this because women like the stuff. Like That's really what it is. Women are attracted to the status symbol. It's a man signaling that he can provide, that he's deserving of a woman. If she wanted only a cardboard box, that's all they're be in the streets cardboard box i i'm gonna kind of twist it and you know I, I don't think that guys who are like oh i won't be with her because she's been with so many guys like i think that from purely a sexual standpoint it's like okay then you're probably just insecure but overall like i can understand why a guy's like i prefer a girl who's not just who, who values this more than a girl who doesn't value why, why is a guy insecure for wanting a woman who's not promiscuous or who has a low body count? Let me think about this because I'll be able to articulate it properly. You, you were like, oh, well, I, I would hope that a guy cares about my success and ambition. All of you at this table said that you want the guy to pay for the first date. Yep. I assume you also want to, that guy to continue providing throughout the relationship. Men don't care about your money and your ambition and your success chiefly because you do not share your resources with men the same way that men share your their resources with women. All of you said you want the guy to pay for the first date. The so, first date so we don't receive a benefit. Men don't receive a tangible benefit by your success. I don't you want to be with someone that can hold a good conversation and add something to it? If I can have a conversation with her, but I don't need a girl who's like got insane charisma and can tell good stories and has a witty comeback to like everything. Okay. It's a very low priority. Okay. I don't care. I care about other personality traits. Chiefly, does she bring me peace? That's the most important yeah. thing personality-wise a girl can bring me because mm -hmm. I have a very stressful job. The last thing I want to do is have a girlfriend that's always wanting to argue yeah. or always in some sort of conflict. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing a girl can bring me personality-wise is peace and calm. You okay.
This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We have to go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Thoughts and scando-ass women should not be tolerated. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. (laughs) Oh, man. Jersey, Judah, back. This time, part two, round two. Okay? Continuing on the same energy that we're coming with. From the last episode, which I was going to make just one big episode, but I'm going to stop doing that. If anything, I can record 45 minutes to an hour at a time and just keep it like that. Um, At the most, we're going to get to about an hour and 30 minutes. All right. But once again, I'm back with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Earlier, we went through Casual Bachelor. Tonight, we are going through Howard Dare. Two videos from Howard Dare. First video called Red Pill PUA Fools and the Price We Pay as Men. Second video is called Secrets They Don't Want You to Know Revealed. So, (coughs) by the way, for me right now, it's 640, coughing, which means I'm smoking on a joint. Um, Hypnotoad. I was just smoking a garlic butter today, which is probably one of the more distinctive tasting tasting uh, cannabis strands that I've had since Sour Diesel. Because, you know, for those who smoke, Sour Diesel has that sort of uh, gassy, hence diesel sort of smell. But um, it's time to smoke, time to kick back. You know, day has been pretty laid back. I thought there was going to be activities today, but I was incorrect. So I took advantage of the time that I have right about now, knowing that when I'm done, I still got a good amount of things to do in this building before I can leave. But with all that being said, man, uh, today was been a today's been a pretty chill day. Um, what did I get? I bought some video games. Oh yeah, yo, I got a uh, Agents of Mayhem. Agents of Mayhem, which is a game that came out 2017 that was from the same creators as Saints Row. And it kind of has that Saints Row sort of energy. I'm liking the game. Plus, I only paid like $3.16. I lie to you not. About $3.16. And then earlier, before I left for work, I decided like, yo, I might as well get Destiny. Because, you know, Destiny, the original Destiny, uh, with all the DLCs, was only for, like, 50 bucks. So I spent, like, $53 today on video games. Spent $222. No. $252 on Bud. Paid some bills. Pretty much uh, went to my job. And now I'm on break. All right? An extended break. But like I stated, um, (coughs) the Agents of Mayhem game is uh, really good, especially for a game that came out in 2017, and you can't beat it on a Microsoft store for $3. So took advantage of that. So I'm pretty excited about not only continuing playing that, but um, 
also starting to play the first Destiny. And the Destiny, the first Destiny, which by Bungie, um, those that were responsible for, I think, the first two Halo games, or three, actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, decided to make Destiny. I remember how big of a deal that was. And I remember the commercial advertising the game. I think they were playing like Led Zeppelin, Immigrant Song. So, you know, they're playing a, a hyped up song, hyping up the game. It was actually worth playing. So I'm excited about doing that once my day is done. But we got a whole episode to go through. So without further ado, let's jump into Howard Dare, man. As he talks about uh, piss poor PUAs. And he talks about the secrets they don't want you to know about. All right, so PM episode. All right, let's get it started. Hello, MGTOW. Hello, man. This is Howard Dare. Thanks for stopping by. So I want to talk about the misperceived idea and notion that women are your friends. And this is to the men. And it's to the men who are moral, ethical, and legal. Okay? I'm not talking, you know, about PUA, pickup artists. I'm not talking about um, people who break the rules. Okay? I'm talking about the law-abiding, usually somebody who has a job. Okay? A man. You know, a working man. I'm sorry. Uh, like, I don't mean an old man, and I respectfully, I don't mean a very, very young man. And I don't mean a very, very angry, um, depressed, uh, broken sort of man either. I mean a working, healthy man, okay? And here's the thing. I think I understand how he thinks, because I think I'm one of them, all right? And I think it's important that the man come to terms with the idea that the people around him, they're not his friends. We tend to think that everybody sees the world the same way that we do. And the more intelligent we are, and the more thoughtful, moral, and ethical, and principled with honor and integrity that we are, the more that we attribute these qualities to other people. But what these types of men need to understand and this is my audience, the strong, working, honorable men. Those are my guys, not the angry boys. What they don't understand is that while they have been taught and indoctrinated and raised to have a certain set of beliefs, everyone else, every other group, women, children, people on welfare, refugees, Everyone else, everyone who is not a strong, healthy, working, legal man with a good attitude, okay, everyone else sees you, the group of men that I'm talking to, as their oppressors. <laughs> I think, oh man, I think part of the problem with a lot of our talking spaces as men, right, is that 
and this is always like, you know, the older audience too, like the older content creators, the OGs, right? There's always going to be a generational gap. Now, men in, in similar ways. Now, I'm not saying that we are similar to feminism, but I'm saying with men, we come together with like common, true common oppression. Like, all right, you getting fucked up. You getting fucked over in the for, uh, the divorce court. I'm getting fucked up with child support. Right. And it's that common. Uh, it's that camaraderie, like motherfuckers are in the same position. It's like what I said in the last episode, that sort of male friendship, those bonds, you know, some guys meet their best friends in the military for those who are in the military. Other guys, you know, who knows whatever the fuck they're doing, you know, taking risk, you know, and, and, and the military, you know, fighting side by side, you know what I'm saying? And one guy, you know, that one guy has your six and he knows that you have his 12. So it's a, it's a very, it's a very interesting dynamic. When you, when you talk about, um, the concept, and it's like the same thing I said in the last video, the concept of friendship, right? Who, what, if both dynamics, male and female are in a friendship, who is expected to get the most out of the friendship? It's the women. Because if a man in his right mind, knowing that this woman is not trying to fuck, this woman is not attracted to him, not interested in him, he's going to fall back. He's not going to try to hang out with her still. He's not going to try to take her places, do things for her. That's just the reality of it. And it's the best way to go as a man in some cases, to not even participate. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just too much fuckery going on. And I know that you men think of everyone else in the world as potentially your friend, that you're going to stand shoulder to shoulder to, that they're no better or no worse than you, that they are your brother, that they are your sister, that you are the good Christian. I know that's what you think. And I'm telling you that you're mistaken, that this whole time, whether you realize it or not, growing up as a man, you have been indoctrinated with the idea of toxic masculinity, with the idea of colonialism, with the idea that that which works in the world is actually a form of oppression, that your hard work and the results that you earn through your sacrifice is actually a form of oppression, that you are, in fact, cheating the system. So when you engage in decent, moral, ethical behavior, when you work with objective reality to get your job done. When you look out at the world and you say, oh, there's something that I would like to have. There's something that I would like to get done. There was something I, there's something I'd like to change. And then you go and you do the hard work, you know, that that activity in and of itself, which to my mind is the most noble activity that a human being can engage in, is in fact oppression, exploitation, and abuse. And that what you need to do 
is to give the results of all that work shamefully over to them because perhaps they are a woman. Perhaps they are frightened. Perhaps they want something, okay? They do not have the ability or the willingness to grapple with objective reality. They are not builders. They do not overcome problems. If they did, what an amazing world we would have. And I'm not so much bemoaning this fundamental truth as I am trying to tell you as an honorable man that the way that you perceive others is not the way that they perceive you. Let me help you, okay? Understand, you ever seen a Western movie? Probably most of you have, where the nasty criminal gunfighter bandito comes to town and all the people in the town are afraid of them and they scurry away from them. That's the way that you, as an honorable working man, is perceived. When you walk into the bookstore, the women and the boys, the male feminists, look at you and they don't say, oh, here's a customer. Can I help you, sir? I mean, that's what they say, but that's not what they're thinking. They're thinking, here comes a predatory male. And understand that the stronger you are, the more healthy that you are, the more confident that you are. <laughs> the more they will feel this way. And further, understand that it's everyone looking <clears throat> this way. Understand, it's even the, even the other men, like yourself, look at you in this manner. This is why you can't make friends with other men, because we've all been conditioned to see each other as predatory. Now, if you're a PUA, you are, in fact, predatory, aren't you? Right? If you're one of these red pill halfway PUA guys dispensing red pill knowledge and wisdom, you are predatory, aren't you? You're on the move. You're on the make. You're picking up. You're, you're putting it out there. You're cruising. So you are predatory in that case. But a MGTOW man, a man with honor and integrity that's committed to his job, that isn't looking for meaningless short-term relationships with women? Is that man predatory? No, not at all. And yet... <clears throat> but the reality is, you'll, you'll get categorized in those same, the same... It works with everybody. Trust me. Just like you, for example, with Sandman, right? You may not have a waifu. You may think that's crazy, but there's a good amount of content creators that I remembered previously talking about this in MGTOW talking points or in MGTOW talking spaces or they even had MGTOW a part of their, you know, their username. So you, you kind of just have to take the good with the bad, right? Because, yeah, <clears throat> those those guys, the PUAs that you mentioned, yeah, they're predatory. Yeah, they talk about notch counts. And, yeah, they believe that the amount of sex that you can get makes them uh, more of a man, but on the opposite end, how do you think women are going to take guys not paying women any mind? You know, they're going to be thinking 10 times worse. They're going to talk about the man's sexuality. You know what I mean? 
they're going to look at, see, the PUAs, they're predatory, but here's the thing. There's bimbos and dumb hoes that, that go along with it. Their problem is the way they go about doing so. A lot of these guys are tricking. A lot of these guys are giving bitches money just to post, just to post up at the bar, just to post up at the club. So when he goes through his courses, his live courses, which is just like live action role playing pimps, they kind of move around the club. They pick a couple women to talk to. And the guys that are around are supposed to be blown away from this guy's performance and how charismatic and how these women get so involved and they buy into the program and the bullshit women will still go after that see that high value shit when you really when but because you know the high value argument from kevin samuel's perspective which i don't necessarily agree with to more of the ideas of having morals ethics values principles you know what I'm saying? Dignity as a man um, is more important to me because you, you'll you have a guy who's a millionaire. You'll have a guy who's a multimillionaire, but he, because of his money and because of where he is at in life, he has options that the women aren't aware of because the women are so used to, and for their cases, they're used to dealing with guys who are for the mo- for for the most part they're um, monogamous individuals, right? <clears throat> and the reality of it is, and I was listening to uh, Strong Successful Men and uh, the They Did What uh, page. Shout out to that guy, because all of these stories that these guys said of guys who were in quote unquote open relationships are with a woolly, uh, with a woman who was poly and he wasn't poly signs up to pretty much be cupped and then wonder why the woman loses respect for the guy. Like all of these stories are going around, right? So like originally speaking, the guys who are usually monogamous, they get involved with a lot of these loose promiscuous women and these loose promiscuous women are used to being out there and having their fun with multiple men. But the guy is too naive and the guy has no understanding of what he's getting himself into. These are the guys who, unfortunately enough, and I gotta, I gotta give credit to where, you know, where credit is due when it comes to casual bachelor, because the way that he explains male deletion and suicide, it's not funny, but it's creative, which makes it funny. This is why as, as casual bachelor said, a lot of guys, they're rope maxing, they're hanging it up officially game over. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they, they are the guys who are monogamous. They are the guys who actually were committed. They were the guys who didn't want to cheat. They weren't going to cheat. And realistically speaking, they're lucky from the appearance perspective. They're lucky enough to have the woman. So, you know, the guy is more, um, he's more able to tolerate bullshit right? He's more able to deal with bullshit and not stand up for himself and not put the bitch in check verbally and tell her like, yeah, this isn't going to happen when you're in a relationship with me. Cause a woman, you know, she'll disqualify you for height, my nigga. So you have to be just as critical when it comes to these women, especially 
these women and trying to figure out like, okay, which bitch is promiscuous, which woman is out here just whoring it up and just looking for a retirement plan type of guy. Um, what woman is out there who's really ran through and just at a point of desperation looking for a guy and not out of genuine care and consideration. <clears throat> this is what happens when a lot of these bitches, they can't pair mine. This is the reason why some guys, even even guys like myself, right, will still talk about the possibility of marriage and relationship, but we don't have to be necessarily in that position to go for it. Because we weren't out here, you know, running trains on bitches. So some of us still have those thoughts. I wouldn't say hopes, but at least thoughts of, you know, marriage and children. But a lot of guys found the alternative and realized that those things may not be possible or may not be uh, of longevity in this country, um, in the West, and are going elsewhere. You know, guys like myself, you know, I can do without it. You know, because wanting a son to me isn't isn't really worth gambling everything, including my livelihood, what I earn, <clears throat> what do I currently have now. It's just it wouldn't it wouldn't be worth the risk, you know, and I've seen time and time again with friends and family members how the courts, you know, tend to treat fathers not necessarily well. Everyone perceives you as such. So now what do you do? Now are you going to smile when you meet their gaze? Now are you going to look down at your feet when you see a pretty woman or pretty, pretty women so that they know you're not a threat? Maybe you should so that you don't see their scowl. And I want you, you know, to understand that these are presupposed ideas. They don't even have to consciously express these ideas. It's built in, okay? Now, further, men understand that these attitudes are a precursor to legal, political, social action. These things are not happening in a vacuum. These attitudes that are being put forth from the left, from feminism, within the... And see, for a lot of guys... <coughs> who are detractors or not even detractors, guys who are like, you know, anti-political to a point to you're not acknowledging that the left is the one out here promoting all this bullshit. There's not really much conversation to be had with a lot of these people. You know what I'm saying? You would have to look at the influence that the left has, not only to a gender, but to minorities. It's it's been set in stone since the fucking late sixties, early seventies. School systems, okay? It's happening to little boys. Little boys, little boys in elementary school are being given courses on toxic masculinity. Little boys and little girls are being given courses on white privilege. <laughs> now here's my thing, right? Isn't it racist to assume or isn't it racist as a white person to say that they have privilege that black people don't have? Isn't that actually racist to actually believe in white privilege as a white person? Like, really think about it. 
Because it's pretty much them low-keys telling you that I can get away with this because of my skin color. Which if you're just, you know, if you're hack, if you're half cocked in your brain, right, you, you're not going to really put two and two together. You can say that, uh, you know, black folks, black folks have the freedom of speech. This is the last day of February, so I can have this conversation right about now. Incorporate some uh, racial talk into this episode. Um, black people have, except black men, I've noticed that with us, they're, they're cracking down. Um, whether it was sort of the Kevin Samuels audience And really, on a on a national level, that's one of the only uh, black men that I can mention who really reached a level in this talking space. But I can mention Kevin Samuels, for example, right? So, you know, Kevin Samuels, you know, rest in peace. He had more of a old school perspective, uh, perspective to the whole man and woman thing. You know, he's he's talking, he's telling these women to go out there and get married while they can, which makes sense. But what happens when you got a majority of men who are starting to pay attention to the 70 to 80% divorces filed by women? What's happening when the men begin to open their eyes and realize that um, the courts are against them, the government is against them, and a domestic alleged domestic case, the police are against them, law enforcement's against them. And they're starting to understand that maybe the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Now, I always make sure to give a disclaimer for a reason, but I also I also stress the point that this shit isn't for everybody. There's a lot of guys who are going to have to get into their 30s to realize what's going on. And luckily, if you are like me in a situation to where you were fortunate to not impregnate a lot of any of these women out here today. You were fortunate to still have your relationships, have your fun at an earlier point, then come to the realization in your late 20s. And then by your 30, you're a little bit more aware. And the conversations about marriage becomes less and less serious to these men because they understand something. They understand that who they are is almost nothing compared to what they are and what they can accumulate and what they can offer as resources and what they can offer as materialism and things of gain to a woman. Your your commitment is only going to come from that with today's women. Today's women are not the one guy type of gal. They're just not. And if anything, I would tell the younger men, that's the one thing that you need to come to terms with. Let me put this air on. It's fucking 38 degrees. Hold up. These are the things that you essentially have to come to terms with early on in the game. The women that you see that look innocent, you know, don't pay attention to what they say. Watch what they do. 
Because time and time again, guys will guys will talk about it all the time in this space, right? You would have a lot of these men who actually believed what a woman said and wasn't paying attention to what she was doing. And then later on, these men realized that everything that a woman says, she contradicts herself later on. She wants the nice guys. But the ex-boyfriend's a Chad, a giga Chad, that she talks bad about and says how he treats her like shit. And then the guy doesn't realize it. But later on in life, he looks back and say, well, why did that woman still choose to stay with the guy? Right. The same thing that these women point out is toxic to some extent is actually the things that turn these perverted bitches on. You really have to pay attention to what a woman does rather than what she says. But you still listen. You keep the things in mind of what she's saying because, you know, as always, women telling themselves and they contradict themselves in the process. You'll have the same women, just like in the FBE Capital video. Same woman that's talking about, you know, once you reach your 30s as a woman, you know, you truly come to terms and you're at your best and you're and it's all cope. That's not the case. Because then that later on, the same woman is crying and complaining that why aren't the guys available like they used to be and all these other things? Because you're getting older. Your value is decreasing. For a man, his value financially should naturally go up, especially in this country, regardless of how you look at the shit. So he's going to be worth something in the long run, the older he gets compared to a woman. Right? Because the women have their fertility. The women have their fertility and they also have their vanity, but they have it at a very short term. They have it at a short time. And that short time, I believe, is for a fucking reason. Now that I think about it, like on a biblical level, it's only fair that their vanity really starts, to really peaks mid 20s. And then from that point, their value decreases, which is why the biological clock is ticking on a on a physical attraction level. But it's also ticking on literally a biological, your eggs are drying up, you're losing eggs type of situation. But these women don't think about this shit because they're too busy on a fucking come up. Women can't see what's happening. They think it's a good idea. I'm telling you as an honorable man that this is a precursor to physical action, physical attacks upon these people, we people, and that this is the moral justification for the action that will come later, all right? I know when someone is gearing up for a fight. So even your own society and culture mirrors this indoctrination, this false mindset of demonizing the native honorable men and even those men go along with the group. This is why when people talk to me about, you know, showing your face in MGTOW, I don't think you understand what we're really talking about. Like, I think that people who talk like that, they think it's personal. They think it's about them or they think it's about some sort of cult of personality, right? Like they want to be really popular. That's not what it's about. It's about the idea that the good man's life is disposable and that he's going along with his own enslavement and that he is 
and that the young man is indoctrinated to do so. I'm trying to teach some younger guys how to make money online. And you wouldn't believe the amount of shame and indoctrination and conditioning that we're like trying to break through. It's like the kid is just committed. These kids are just committed to being wage slaves and being part of the group and echoing this false virtue. So we are conditioned. We are indoctrinated to see each other, fellow men, as predatory. And indeed, many of us are, you know. This is why I wish the Red Pill PUAs would shut up about MGTOW. I really do, I, because they're failures, truly. And they know that. And they have adopted a mindset that leaves them vulnerable. It's not even that. They perpetuate a mindset of destroying men of men throwing their lives away, of men playing a crooked game. You don't have to play a crooked game. You can walk away from a bad deal, and you can go. Look, man, like I said before, the game, <laughs> pun intended, the game is in fact rigged, all right? The game is rigged, gentlemen. Like I stated, these pickup artists are buying hookers. They're buying prostitutes. These niggas are out here buying decoys and having decoys at the bar drinking. And then these men wonder why when he comes up, this woman is so invested and so interested in him. I'm telling you, man, these guys are scumbags. And they're no different. They're no different than these fucking retarded 304 thoughts these OnlyFan electronic prostitutes and these filthy heathens that are on here, um, TikToks, IGs, acting the fuck up. Basura. Basura. For a good deal, I would not advise you to play a crooked game. That's all. In any case, I'm going to leave it at that for now. Let me know what you think about this in the comment section below. And please like, share, comment, subscribe, donate, and join me again, Howard Dare, as I plan to have more content for you. Thank you, MGTOW. Shout out to Howard Dare, MGTOW, uh, one of the MGTOW OGs, all right? A lot of people ask, well, you know, especially in, like, Cora and like places like that, places I dwell in, places I interact in when it comes to memes and, and funny shit and somewhat offensive shit. A lot of people will ask, well, if you consider yourself red pill, why would you stand up for or why would you support or why would you side with MGTOW? And it's like people don't understand that I'm at a point where the whole tribalism shit never really works out if you think about it. You know, tribalism tribalism is only a thing to me when it's war or when there is conflict that involves people needing to come together for a conflict of 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 genuine um, concern. You know what I'm saying? Like tribalism to me is almost like survivalistic. It's like last resort, you know, the people that you would see, you would, you, 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 you are not used to seeing or the people who are actually banding together and, you know, doing whatever, whatever. I think with this space, I can look at men going their own way 
and respect and support what they're doing because there's many different voices and different perspectives. You know, sometimes it doesn't just break down to a guy not communicating with a woman or a guy not choosing to socialize with women. I mean, a lot of us have to do that on a professional level while we where where like most cases if whether we like it or not really that's that's how it breaks down to it so there's guys who go their own way but you know there's guys who will you know still occasionally get some stank stank on the side but even those guys they're looking at the dating looking at the dating market all right so most of these women that are on dating apps how many of them do you think casually hook up you do this out of 10, you're looking at at least 7 out of 10, in my personal opinion. Maybe 6 to be a little bit more conservative. I'll say 6 out of 10 women are casually sleeping, sleeping around. And then out of the 10, how many men, honestly, given the 80-20, in some cases 90-10 rule, do you think are looking for one woman? They're not out there trying to date around. You're probably going to have the same amount. You're going to have 6%. You're going to have 6, not 6%. You're going to have 6 out of 10 guys who are actually there looking for a commitment and looking for a long-term relationship. That's my humble opinion. The guys the guys who are like below average and who are delusional, the guys who think they can hook up with a lot of bitches or guys who just lie to themselves. Like they're the real they're the real pathetic failures. They're the guys who are you know, fresh and fit fan club type of guys, um, Donovan Sharp, course buying type guys, disgusting, despicable, an embarrassment, irredeemable behavior, disgusting. But that's that's the reality of it, right? So rather than me, like in my situation, it's a little bit more unique because I. I support MGTOW, but I just don't, I don't feel the need to identify with it. But I am a supporter of MGTOW. And there's a lot of guys that I've interacted with, you know, behind the scenes, just about, you know, MGTOW and, you know, dealing with other guys who are doing other things, who are doing content themselves. You see what I'm saying? So from my perspective, it's always, it's always good to have, um, sort of a worldly outlook. It doesn't mean you have to agree with everything, but just know what's out there. I think MGTOW is beneficial to a lot of men, um, especially those guys who've been fucked over. And see, the funny thing about it, like I've always mentioned with women, they'll just assume, well, MGTOW are just guys who cope. They're just guys who never get laid. And that's false. Some of the heavy hitters out here are, you know, baby daddies. You know what I mean? Some of these guys out here made those mistakes. You know, been in the divorce court. You know, ch- dealt with child support, alimony, things of that nature. Disgusting. And these are the guys who are who are helping the younger men um, not make the same mistakes that these men have made. That's beneficial to me. PUAs are fucking scum. I don't see that whole like red pill PUA shit. I don't support it. Now, there was a time previously where I think it was like 33 Secrets and some other guy, but they weren't doing courses at that time. 
they had a YouTube channel. And I knew that they were selling courses because they mentioned it in their videos. I just didn't give a shit because I can take what I take and, and, and move on. I don't need to be in a fucking chat 24-7. I don't need to catch the live streams when they come out. You know, most of the time, if I'm working, which, you know, every fucking day out of the week, that's the case. I'll just listen to them later on. So I kind of just listen to a lot of these older PUAs who became dating coaches, who became advice coaches. But to be honest, a lot of this shit was entertaining. So I won't take that away from a lot of those PUAs. Those PUAs are entertaining. At the very least, do I support like them like directly? Absolutely not. When you got a guy who's talking about in one minute, he's getting 1500 plus bodies. And then the next minute he's talking about having sex with two transformers. And he says that it's not friendly because they look like ladies. That's when you have a problem. Absolute scum. Disgusting. Like I said, ill redeemable. How does a man redeem himself from that? But they do. They always bounce back because they got spineless, genetically inferior, disgusting human beings, man. They got low life simps, beta buck deluxe, who are tired of. And see, these, a lot of these guys, like the guys who come across these men, you got to understand, like, the dynamic of this shit, right? Like, the dynamic of this shit is, is real because you'll have guys who have nothing but money, but have no social skills, have never communicated with a woman, socially awkward, whatever the fuck you want to call the shit, that's them. But they got the money. But they realize even at a point as a potential beta buck to luck, he's not trying to be um, just that guy where a bitch looks at as a retirement plan man and takes advantage of. So what does he try to do? He goes to the piss poor PUA. You know what I'm saying? You got guys who never been approached from bitches. Well, you got guys who's guys who have made had intercourse with women, but whatever they had at that point, they don't have it anymore. You have a lot of guys, like I mentioned before, this narrative. And like I said, I had a lot of close friends who are in similar circumstances where, you know, they haven't dealt with a woman for multiple years. They may have kids. uh, They may not have kids. They may have already had sex. But their mindset is almost as if they're still virgins, meaning they don't get the full perspective of what shit is today. Like they think that this shit is just a game. All these videos are just for play, play. No, negative. This is all taking place. So that's just something to keep in mind. Because see, look, bitches at the end of the day, right? This is how I look at it. They are essentially supporting whatever is popular, right? So there's going to come a time, right? You're going to hear it from me first. And it's already happening, but it's happening more overseas. And that's happening for a reason, right? Where you have a bunch of women in the West that just believe that women outside of the country are just stupid, uneducated, poor, which it says a lot about women in the West, right? Because they're supposed to be about women empowerment. 
but they're going to put a bitch down when they get a chance if it's a woman outside of a country that a man is interested in. Oh, well, she's she's poor. She can't speak proper English. That guy's going to take control of her. All of this shit. Oh, these guys are predators. Bullshit. All bullshit. And it's all... It's all hypocrisy and contradictions. It's hypocrisies and it's contradictions. Because while the woman considers herself to be victim and to be oppressed, she will use her status and where she is at to put other women outside of her country, outside of her region, below her. Female empowerment, guys, at its finest. But we're going to go through another um, Howard Dare video, if I can find the title of this bitch. Uh, Secrets they don't want you to know revealed. Okay? Secrets they don't want you to know revealed. Uh, How much time we got left? So I got to be mindful here on time. Let me see. Yeah, we're close to an hour, so we might as well go through this. I may just wait to the end. I always do this with most of uh, pretty much Hammerhand or Howard Dare. I usually, for the most part, let the entire video play without me interrupting as much. So let's get to it. Hello, McTown. Hello, man. This is Howard Dare. Thanks for stopping by. So I'm kind of dealing with some very particular ugliness within MGTOW. And I won't go into too much detail, but I'll tell you a little bit about it. And essentially, what I'm talking about is men coming in to MGTOW and claiming, you know, to be MGTOW or to be concerned with men, but for them just to be completely gynocentric, blue pill, simpish men that are here to shame and carry out, you know, they're white knights. They're here to carry out a gynocentric message and to convert MGTOW and to shame MGTOW and to hold MGTOW up to ridicule and attack. It's a typical female tactic. And Beta male, are you close to your father? Does he even return your call? Excellent observation from Howard Dare. It is a female tactic. Female tendencies as well. Like I said before, when you have men taking the same female talking points about these guys. And and look, it's the same with PUAs. They attack MGTOW, right? They're attacking guys who are going their own way. Why are they doing that? Because those guys aren't the ones who are dumb enough to buy into their bullshit. I had to light this joint back up. They they're the ones who aren't who aren't feeding into the lies and the manipulation. And that's a, that says a lot compared to a lot of guys who consider themselves red pill, and they just sit back and mimic. These piss poor PUAs, peasants, despicable people. You know, like I've already stated, like these guys, it's hard to say this, but then again, I don't feel bad saying this because these are PUAs. Like they do the same tact, they have the same tactics as women, right? 
they live a lie, right? Like I've said it before, like a lot of these guys, they get exposed for, you know, setting up pickups. Like I said before, these, these niggas hire decoys. Absolute failures, dude. Absolute fucking failures. You're hiring decoys, dude. You're hiring hookers, prostitutes. Your notch count includes strippers and escorts. Peasants. Peons. But guess what? The women get away with almost doing the same exact shit. Except they are positioned to get away with those things. Meaning society won't judge a woman for being a sex worker today. In fact, the term sex worker is supposed to um, be a more uh, suitable, politically correct name for these uh, sex objects in all actuality. Paid sex objects. Bitches who are not only um, opponents, bitches who are not only competitors, but bitches who are in the Cock Coliseum Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Like, certified glizzy guzzling hot dog eating contest. Get the fuck out of here. Absolutely trifling. These, these are the type of women who, in their own way, they're not wrong for what they're doing in their own way, meaning they want to get to the bag, right? They really want, they really want cash and prizes, just like with better bachelors. Shout out to Joker. They want cash and prizes. That's what these fucking heifers want at the end of the day. And they're not willing. They don't, they don't give a fuck about working for it. Generally working for it, generally sweating for it. Like I said before, like in a bizarre world, can you really blame these young women who are influenced by the Britney Renners? They're influenced by the OnlyFans girls who are pretty much promoting the benefits of their whorish harlot lifestyle. They're seeing the quick money, right? They're only seeing the quick money. You, then you see these bitches as they get older, they start to crack. That ego no longer exists because that look, the looks that she had in the beginning is no longer present with her today. So she's going to feel it. It's going to hit her now. You know, now she's going to look back at all the mistakes she's made. And, you know, she'll boohoo and cry about it, but there's nothing that a bitch can do at that point. Because your expectations only go but so high to where your value decreases to a point where whatever you say is delusional and pretty much childish. Why should you just sit back and not do shit, make under 40000 in most cases, and expect a guy to appear, Superman, cape and all, six-figure plus type nigga, right? And change your life. And you don't have to. You don't have to be feminine. You don't have to be able to cook in your mind. You don't have to do none of that shit. Because you're a boss bitch. 
And those are the worst ones, the boss bitches. I want to talk a little bit about it because I think we're going to encounter it more and more as more and more men come into MGTOW are driven to MGTOW through feminism, through an abusive gynocentric system, from seeing the unrestrained female sexuality and the damage that it does and recognizing. So a lot of men will be coming into MGTOW, but they're going to bring their blue pill uh, worldview with them. And they've been conditioned to protect and defend and sacrifice for women. And they define themselves through this ability. So the idea of encountering MGTOW, right, to them, it's like a gold mine, right? You understand this because they want to be the one good man. I'm sure you're all, you know, well familiar with the one good man syndrome where the man tells himself that he is, you know, the one good man in whatever endeavor. In other words, everybody else's progress in life is because they're cheating and he is the one good man and therefore he is the only worthy man. And unfortunately, in order to maintain this type of a facade, look, it's an excuse for being completely ineffective in reality, you know, for having this feminine emotional view of reality. This creates this stigma, this, you know, and they want to justify it. So the one good man syndrome kicks up and they're the only one playing by the rules. Everybody else is a bad man. So to come into contact with them. And you know, what's interesting about that, though, the one good man syndrome, which sounds pretty interesting. It can be looked at as an alpha male personality or a beta male personality, right? Because, of course, the alpha and not the self-proclaimed alpha, but the guy who you see who's really in that position, right? He can have that mindset because what is around him, right? What is available around him and what is what what he has quick access to, right? Then you got the beta male who has none of those things, but he believes that he has that character. You know, he has that ability to be so nice and so chivalrous that he can win a woman over. So that mindset is interesting because it can be seen in both sides of the spectrum. This is, you know, this is what women are doing. This is what feminists are doing. This is what social justice warriors. This is what a victim class of people do. Okay, this is how they get by. This is how they develop their status. Sorry. The point is, is that these people are driven by their weakness. They don't accept responsibility for being productive. They blame it on other people, on other things. And the more ineffective that they are, and the more successful other people are the more frustrated this makes them and the more they are driven to this behavior of demonizing other people's motives and behavior as opposed to upping their game or adjusting their game. They, they don't even look at themselves. This is a personality weakness. This is a personality flaw that, that the individual has to overcome. I hope you see that and I hope, I hope it helps. I imagine that the worse the circumstances are for the individual, the tighter the trap is. A lot of these psychological traps really are like, you know, the Chinese finger trap. You know, the harder you pull to get out of it, the stronger the trap locks in on itself. But if you can understand the nature of the trap and relax and give in, the trap loses its power, slackens, and you're able to remove your fingers. You know, and this is a psychological trick as well. So essentially what we're talking about here is people being driven by things that they don't understand within their own personnel. So it's very dangerous behavior. In other words, they, they really don't have self-knowledge. And they're not interested in it. As a matter of fact, I would suspect that they are uh, 
strongly opposed to it. And the closer that you try to bring them to it, the more hostile and uh, aggressive they will become. And you can understand that the less effective a person is at dealing with reality, coping with the situation around them, the stronger this behavior and the stronger these defenses will become. So do yourself a favor. Be truthful with yourself. Face your weaknesses. Face the situation that men are in. Face the compromise that a man is required to make in order to be accepted by a female world. Are you willing to make that compromise? I know it's harsh, but essentially it's it's almost like a type of psychological castration in dealing with this group. How do you hold on to your principles, your integrity, your honor, your self-efficacy, your honesty with yourself and acting that out in your behavior, which is necessary? How do you reconcile that with having to be an emotional servant? to someone's weakness. And of course we all do in some ways or another. I mean, or we're expected to for the work, for the job, for uh, family members' abuse, for abuse inherent in the system. But if you're an individual and you encounter one of these people, they're going to attempt to damage you. And the more inclined you are towards being productive and being uh, independent, the more abuse and damage they will you know, heap on you. And now such men are coming into MGTOW and they are driven by their blue pill mindset. Quick math. This is something that makes me think of the idea that false independence from a woman is celebrated and real independence from a man is shamed. I want y'all to pay attention. I want y'all to pay attention. A false sense of independence is celebrated by women, celebrated by society even. And the true independence of men is despised. True independence of men. Where beyond even today, with all of the information out there, with a woman and her attraction, she can have she can have enough baggage, enough damage to where it doesn't even, the looks doesn't even mean nothing to you. Whereas a man, you can generally um, compartmentalize a woman if need be. To where, like, example, I brought this up a couple of times in the past, right? You got that attractive woman that thinks so highly of herself that her attraction goes down. It's a woman, like a woman with ego is probably one of the most unattractive things. A woman with ego, a woman who's willing to humble herself around a man who is worthy of it is appealing. For guys who've never been in those relationships to where a woman generally humbles herself. She may be she may be problematic around her friends. She may be problematic, problematic around other people. But around you, she can cool it. A lot of guys don't experience that. And you're not going to going forward. These relationships that I'm talking about are eight plus years ago. And the last relationship wasn't even nowhere near that. Previous relationships before that, which was, we're going back. 
But a lot of guys won't even experience that. Or experience relationships where to you as a man, you didn't necessarily even have to bring anything or even have anything. Where if a woman was interested in you, she was interested in you. You'd be that one bum, realistically speaking, fucking a bitch that everybody's wondering, like, you know, why or how off of pure interest or curiosity, whatever, from a bitch. You not really, you not having to, to empty your wallet to validate yourself as a potential partner for her to sleep with. And for a woman to talk like this, you got to understand a lot of these bitches are nothing more than electronic prostitutes because a woman will tell you that she's not worth a $60 date, but it's all translated to you need more than that. So she's going to price herself as a sex object on these dating apps. She's going to, she's going to, solidify herself as an electronic prostitute for financial gain. Because really, these bitches, I mean, let's be honest. When you look into um, that attitude or that argumentative mindset that women have, modern women have today, where they're going to be too busy competing than actually committing to a man, right? You know, strong, independent, like I said, weak-minded, problematic at best. That is a representation of strong and independent, and that is translated. That's why, like I said, a lot of women, they can celebrate that shit, but it's also like a code. Right. A single mother will tell you that she's independent and she's getting money from the government. Now, there's no there's nothing wrong. With someone who's struggling, you know, it's not um, it's not a very popular opinion to have, but I don't give a fuck. Plus, I'm a nigga at the end of the day, to be honest. So, you know, niggas that's struggling, they need that shit. Cool. Just don't have the boss bitch energy when you when you're in those situations. You in the trenches, bitch. Don't have that energy. You better stack up silently and try to get something better along the way. Don't come into a fucking date. See, that's the problem with like like I said, a lot of these women, man. They barely have shit. So they and ironically enough, they'll they'll be the ones that really need to humble themselves. And find a man who will actually tolerate their fucking narrow-minded ass. But they won't. Because they always want higher expectations. Hold up. Let me put this air back on. Just goddamn air back on real quick, man. Shit is crazy. 38 degrees. All right. Now I got 85 degree heat. Let me turn this shit down a little bit. But yeah, man. Shit is crazy out here. Shit's crazy out here. A- expectations above the roof, right? Section 8 household. Single mother. 
expectations, six-figure nigga, six foot four, balling, you know what I'm saying? Like, all types of flashy type of maneuvers. That's what they expect because what they are fed. Like, these bitches are fed lies. It's disgusting. Personally, I don't, I don't really get, I don't really care much because my thing isn't really necessarily against women per se. It's a lot of bitches who think like this. And unfortunately, there's not enough women who are out here speaking against these bitches. So a lot of these women got to get put in one category until some actions are made. You got a couple of women that speak out for the passport bros, but then you always have to sort of scratch your head when it comes to those situations, right? Because like I said, it's the same thing as, it's almost the same thing as a woman, right? A woman will support red pill if it benefits them. And I'm not really saying that to be disrespectful. I'm saying that just for the slow people out there, if they can understand what I mean by that. When women, when women support red pill, they support it because they know that it benefits them. If they're a woman who's out there saying that they understand why guys are doing the things that they're doing and be able to have this talking point if she's attractive enough to say, well, you don't have to be that harsh to all women. You'll have a lot of guys riding this bitch's coattail. Pearly things, anyone? No disrespect to Pearly things because I play a lot of her content. I play a lot of her shorts. I play Sara Garvey sometimes with his shorts. Um, King Riches, I played a few times. Um, Auntie Jenny, I probably have probably two, two or three fucking shorts of her before each episode every fucking time. But all I'm saying is this. When you see a lot of these women, a lot of these broads, when they when they get to a point of supporting passport bros, that's when you know these women are grifting. I'm going to say it just like that. If Especially a woman in the West. Now, the reason why Filipino P and a couple of other chicks from the Philipp- for the Philippines, right, they get away from it because they, they're, they get away with it because they're not in the West. See what I'm saying? Not saying they don't got hoes out there and bitches out there willing to fuck for money because that would be a, an absolute lie. It's not promoted as beneficial out there the way that it is promoted in the West. We have media to back these things up. This is why arguments or debates when it comes to these subjects, it wouldn't work with me. It wouldn't work because those women in the Philippines, they're not hoes. So if they're saying, hey, if these guys from this country is willing to come down here, we, we support them doing that. And Brazil, they got more women out there than men. So there's like women that's actually waiting for guys from the West to come down there. But when women start supporting that and they're in the West, like they're in they're in the United States, they're in the UK, they're unmarried, or they're single mothers, you know these women are trying to grift. Because there will be no logical reason. Like I said, it's the same thing as women supporting men going their own way. Why would a woman support men essentially choosing to avoid women at all costs? 
because the risks aren't worth the reward at the workplace. It's not worth getting a sexual harassment claim. It's not worth getting um, even a sexual assault allegation over some bullshit. Because look, when it comes down to it, women have the control. Some guys are willing to admit it, but they don't have the control alone. It's those in positions of power that hold them to that position. And maybe it's for some hidden agenda. Who knows? Like I said, the court systems, law enforcement, um, you know, the judges in the court system, uh, the government, they all have support for the women, no matter what. You name it. And, and it makes me and it makes me wonder why these women cry about being uh, being oppressed so much. If you find the Howard Dare MGTOW videos of value, please consider making a donation to the Howard Dare channel through PayPal. It'll help me make more videos. It'll help me grow my channel. And if you can't make a donation, please go ahead and like the video or even share the video. That'll help too. Continuing on. They despise MGTOW. They despise masculinity. They are here to score cheap points on MGTOW to cause great damage to individual men and thereby raise themselves up in a gynocentric world. This knowledge, they hide from themselves. They, they don't want to. And see, I think I think there is like a, a real, <clears throat> and it's logical. Now it, it all makes sense, really. And it's not to say that I side with someone and don't side with another, but with PUAs that consider themselves red pill, I, I reject that entirely. And if that puts me on the outside of that red pill sphere, then fine. I don't give a shit. Because I see when it comes to like things he mentioned with masculinity, right? What I think a lot of guys, looks, max and guys, red pill, sort of like super sort of uh, costume alpha red pill type guys. They they eventually get exposed. You know what I'm saying? Like they eventually get exposed. Because at the end of the day, you're going to have guys who want receipts. If guys are just talking about fucking a bunch of bimbos, fucking a bunch of broads, like you're going to have guys out there like, oh, where's the bitches at this? And look, you're not supposed to feed into it. But at the same time, if you're coming into the game with a whole bunch of fraudulent bullshit and you so happen to get caught up in the mix. Hold up. Where's my pack of cigarettes at? You just so happen to get caught up in the mix, then guess what? You you got to deal with the consequences. A lot of these guys, excuse me, a lot of these guys, they don't, they don't realize what they are actually doing. They don't care about what they're actually doing. They care about making money, right? The guys who hate like the guys, when you talk about like straight masculinity, like straight up men bettering themselves for themselves and society in return, because it's all beneficial for a man to be in his better, to be in his best shape and to be his best self for not only himself, but in a lot of ways, society and for, you know, younger people to see as a possible influence not as a role model, but as an influence. To me, that's two different things. I don't personally believe in role models. I think I've talked about that story multiple times. I'm not going to talk about it again. But uh, as a 
as a man who would be midtown, his masculinity comes from within to better himself for himself more so than the piss poor PUA, um, than the guys who would, I guess, depending on how you look at it, really, to be honest with you, because like I said, there are guys who are considered red pill who are about more of the self-development, self-improvement aspect than just the max up your looks to to appeal to a bitch and take this dating advice, take this relationship advice. No, it's it's the masculinity in terms of being the better you being your better you. Right. For not only yourself, but for society, what you do, how you do it. You know what I'm saying? And it's not about being fucking Brock Lesnar, fucking Hollywood Hulk Hogan, built like Macho Man Randy Savage and all these other niggas. It's about not being fat, right? If you're not fat, you're in a pretty decent position as is. If you're not fat, you're in a decent position. Um, especially on the men's side of things. But women, the, the level of uh, female obesity pretty high so that's something that I, sh- that I should also mention as well see this this is what drives their behavior female approval female validation the validation of a group of people that are enslaving you that is why they reward you that's why they're nice to you because you've done what they've demanded you do that is the price of success in many instances. You know, I'm not saying that that's the price of uh, individual achievement. That is your achievement, of course. And I don't care what really motivated you to go after it. I admire it. And, you know, it's worthy and you should be proud of it. But then we are called upon to compromise ourselves in order to get along with with some people. And the price is too great, ultimately, because, you know, it's a lack of self-knowledge. Therefore, um, they are, they are driving... They're driving themselves towards their own destruction, certainly not towards their own improvement. Right? They're like they're not going to start seeing better results with their tactics. But they are going to entrap and enslave and damage more people and blame because they're blaming more people. That's that's their success. I mean, look at, you know, look at the modern left. That's what they do. It's it's victim politics. It's identity politics, you know, for, you know, victim oppression politics to form your group. It, it's it's the same old story. And on the other side of that is individual responsibility and strength and freedom and, you know, personal efficacy. Real. It's not an easy thing. You will be tested in the crucible of your own weakness. Many people on that journey, they've given up or they've gone in the wrong direction. So if you associate with them, guess what? You are led astray. MGTOW is not a hate group. MGTOW is not a group of gossiping women. It's an individual discipline for the man. Might as well be a martial art. Yeah, I like that. Certainly physical fitness is a principle of MGTOW. If your mind is clear on these, you know, many of these issues, I believe your body can follow and your emotions. Right? And, and that's what I'm saying. A lot of damaged men are coming into MGTOW and they're trying to play a female role. Now, it works. It's effective. And men are susceptible to it. But we're not so susceptible to it from other men. You understand also that this is a basic evolutionary tactic that the beta males will employ in order to get past the screening 
of the females in order to get together with them and potentially mate with them. In other words, they pretend to be harmless and they pretend to be helpers. And that way they get access to the females and that way they can potentially impregnate them. This is their strategy. Uh, it's the cuck strategy. Yeah, <laughs> it works, much. right? Especially if you've got a highly industrialized, technological, you know, uh, agriculturally sound uh, civilization with plenty of resources, okay? <clears throat> um, the man can barter the resources and... Uh, cooperation for sexual access, right? This is very useful to the women, especially regarding, you know, child rearing, but not necessarily, you know, only if they kind of like uh, fall into a particular trap themselves, a kind of weakness, their own, their own different type of weakness, right? The weak man is busy trying to prove that he's a worthy man to the unworthy female, <laughs> and he drives his behavior. And the unfit female is playing her sexuality for all that it's worth and just becoming a terrible glutton. You know what I mean? That, I mean, she really is becoming the great whore. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a video on that. I should probably update that because it's a growing issue. <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave it at that for now. Let me know what you think about this in the comment section below. Please like, share, comment, subscribe, donate, and join me again, Howard Dare, as I plan to have more content for you. Thank you, MGTOW. All right, man. Two videos from Howard Dare. It is almost 8 o'clock, which gives me enough time to go in here and finish what I need to finish up. Um, Yeah. I mean, MGTOW, the, the issue with MGTOW was the issue with the red pill. It's still the issue with the red pill now. It's PUAs. It's scammers who are being pointed out for their fuckery. And unfortunately, they carry, you know, the red pill to an extent. They have hundreds and thousands of subscribers and followers. And nothing will change that. So a lot of guys will eventually abandon ship because really... And, and to an extent, I don't blame them, right? Because do you really want to get mixed up with these guys, these PUAs? Do you really? Some of these dating advice, relationship advice coaches, really? Hope dealers, hopium dealers, trying to sell you a dream? No. Now, MGTOW, their, their only problem is... You have guys that believe in the philosophy 100%, and then you got guys who have their discord. But at the same time, they will still consider themselves to be MGTOW. And a lot of guys don't like that much, right? A lot of guys don't see that as something good. They should learn about the philosophies. They should learn about the ins and outs to know about no cohabitation, no long-term relationships, no marriage, etc., but I think, to be realistic, a lot of guys from the outside will see a guy who may have a child or who may have been married and then will tell that guy, well, how can you tell a man not to marry and to have children when you have a child? But those guys don't understand the circumstances that that man is under with the child and no longer with the mother and the fact that he may still have to pay child support. He may still have to get limited visitations. You see what I'm saying? So all that being said, I think a lot of guys just need to really get a full understanding of everything. Because like I said, I had to learn this lesson myself in the very beginning. I was very critical about MGTOW. But to be fair, 
I was basing this off of a few content creators who considered themselves MGTOW. And these were the guys at that time, you're talking about 2017, 2018, that were advertising sex dolls back then. We're talking like six years back. They were advertising waifus and sex dolls and all these, like, I don't know what the fuck you would call them, as not only as just sex toys, right? Not only as just, you know, sex toys or whatever, but as actual human beings. And they would marry them and all this other shit, man. I don't know. I forgot these guys' name, and I'm not going to put their, I'm not going to put more dirt on their name, but. A lot of these guys who proclaim to be MGTOW, a lot of these guys got dealt with, though. I will say that the community does. And I won't call it a community necessarily, but the. uh, How can I say it? The space, more or less, definitely came and uh, avenged the name, as they always do. That's why people, these PUAs that talk shit about MGTOW, it's like, dude. It's like a countdown. It's like they these motherfuckers get notified. It's like the MGTOW symbol appears, right? It's like the MGTOW symbol appears, like Batman and like all these like MGTOW content creators, they all get together and annihilate these PUAs, these peasants. Cause once again, why else would a pickup artist or the pickup artist community have problems with MGTOW? Because, like I said, these guys are not buying into the BS. They're not going to be the ones desperate enough to listen to their lectures, to listen and buy into their courses. And I don't know if these guys realize it or not, but, you know, that's not necessarily the most popular thing to come across anymore, how to pick up women. I think guys have came to the conclusion that it's not even worth approaching a lot of these women, let alone picking up them. It's not happening. But anyway, it's eight on the dot, so yeah. As I always say, it's the end of another day. So in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another edition, another episode of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Shout out to Howard Dare. Support Howard Dare on YouTube. But I'm out. Peace.